podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for Kingdom of the Giants.com. Today is Tuesday, the what is it, 20th? 20th. 20th, 20th of September. And my name is Patrick Smith. Yep, we're back. We have hockey. Catch us through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on your normal podcast provider, SoundCloud, and now on YouTube. Hello. Hello, where you can see our faces, maybe a video too, with the goals, interviews and the likes. But we had actual ice hockey take place this weekend in the Premier Sports Elite Elite Ice Hockey League and the Premier Sports Challenge Cup. Do you like the full names there? Went for the nice. full names, sponsors well and all going in. Um, your Stanline Belfast Jans took on the Dundee Stars and the Five Flyers and walked away with four points. But we are days away from the Jans returning to SSE Arena action. And that four-point weekend started with 11 goals for the lads wearing white and nice new white helmets as well and team. Um, the big weekend ahead, not least with the excitement of the homecoming and the potential now for an even larger crowd given the decision this week from the Northern Ireland executive. But however, we have lots to talk about. And let me start, as always, by introducing my three good friends that I can see here in front of me. Mr. David McJimsey, how are you? Good evening, Patrick. I'm very well, thank you. It's been uh, long overdue that we've got our own team to talk about. It's been, it seems like a long time since we uh, had some actual Belfast Giants stuff to uh, mull over and, and critique and pull apart. And but it was a, it was a good weekend. So we're looking forward to getting into it. And we have a lot of work to do with regards to stats, podcasts, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All that, all that circus is back, Mister Kitchen. Busy, no doubt, with the uh, the big game just around the corner. Yeah, there was as you said, the, the top of the show there. It's great news that we got the the okay to get the food building open. So it's a matter of just trying to do our best to get it filled and and um, looking forward to it. As Davy says, it's it's been far far too long since there's been uh, some sort of action in the SSA arena that didn't involve somebody getting jabbed. <laughs> Very true. And back with us after a bit of a hiatus last week with his second love here on his first love a few from the bridge after a night out with his third love. How are you, Jamie? <laughs> I'm not naming not naming any of those loves to be honest. Yeah, all good boys. Uh, very happy to see your faces. Just back from a, a lovely dinner. I've had a couple of proseccos. One of it. The Giants have scored eleven goals. Four point weekend. Couldn't uh, be any uh, better, really. Yeah, I think everybody's been out there except for you, Davy. You okay? With that? What can I do, mate? Somebody has to, you know, I spent I spent eight hours today. You got to do all this. You got to do all this. And uh, analyzing the Dundee so it's been uh, plenty of stuff to do. Thanks to H.J. Martin for his time. <laughs> well, lads, listen. Let's, we need we need to get a move on here because the league follows us. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the first game of the weekend, and that was, of course, against the Dundee Stars. It was a six-three win for your Belfast Giants. Uh, goals for the Giants coming from Ben Lake, Lewis Hook, JJ Pickenich. He scored two, and David Goodwin scored two. The, Goals for Dundee Stars came from Kyle Haas, Connor Sills, and Philip Sanch. Uh, Adam Morrison, 36 saves and six goals against. Tyler Beskarani, sorry, 28 shots on, three goals against your referees, were Toby Craig. And back to haunt you, Davey, Robin Elliott. Don't think it's that <laughs> Robin Elliott. 
Different one, I think. Different one. I'll have to hook out that video of you and the uh, the other Robin Elliott. Anyway, let's start with you, Davey. A great result for the Giants. Coming, considering that we were coming into this game relatively cold, a lot of the other teams have had uh, pre-seasons. The Giants had absolutely no pre-season. But, you know, I, I didn't think they showed that much rust. I liked a lot of what I saw. I thought we controlled large portions of the game. We certainly controlled large portions of the ice. We, we transitioned very well. Some really, like, we're seeing a lot of these guys for the first time in in real life. If you like, you know, we've studied their little little clips and stuff on the internet. Um, we started the game quite well, um, getting that early goal through uh, Ben Lake, and then coming up with a, a helper in the second before he went off. He took a bit of a an awkward hit from behind. I, th- I talked to Simon about it. Didn't think it was a particularly bad hit on him, but I think he's just unlucky. He's caught his face on the sort of on the dasher board on the way down, just sort of on the shelf. And uh, and then he, he's obviously missed the rest of the game. That line of um, Goodwin, Conway and Pickenick obviously were outstanding. Boucher, Boucher brings, and, and Cooper bring oh, an incredible speed. And I think you've seen a bit more from Boucher perhaps on, on Sunday night rather than Saturday. But, you know, I was talking to Omar Pasha earlier on today about it. And, and we agreed that, you know, Dundee are... They aren't a bad side. They're quite physical, a little bit more physical than I expected them to be. Um, they didn't really let us chip and chase too much, but they, then the, what they did do was they offered the blue line up to us, so we were easy, able to get into their zone a wee bit easy and set up. Um, and then you see the two goals that we got on the on the power play. Um, or sorry, one on the power play, one, one, four, one, four, one four on three power play. We yes. were able to get really down low and control the puck really well, and, and we were able to get shots away on Marson, who played quite well in that. But um, I think the the quality scoring opportunities certainly came from the Belfast Giants. The Dundee Stars had plenty of of chances. The best goal kind of was pretty perimeter stuff, and he was able to deal with it well. We didn't let them get inside almost very much at all. And as, as I think Adam Keith said in, in the in the period break, um, talking to him, you know, we were sloppy at times, but to be expected with. Um, with coming off, all we've been doing is training. Um, so get that boat trip under the boys, get that bus trip under the boys' legs there, and, and came out and you know scoring six goals away from home. It's not to be sniffed at. Good performance, I thought. Simon, yeah, I think Davey I know summarised the game very, very well. I thought we. I, I mean, I didn't get to watch the game live. I watched it on Saturday when I got home, uh, and I thought we were really, really good. You know, considering. That we haven't played any games, and and you know, there's a couple of guys there that you know that, that formed a good bit of um, chemistry very, very early on, which is great. Long may it continue, and and you know, I'm just sitting watching the highlights as it as it's going here. We some scored some really good goals as well. I mean, the, the fifth goal, or the the movement down low for the fifth goal, um, and uh, you know, the finish was absolutely superb as well. So I know Adam was very, very happy the way the boys performed. You know, you, you've got to hand it to, to Dundee. Every time we go there, they make it a hard game. Um, and that was no different this weekend. I was speaking to a few of the lads this morning, um, and they were saying that, you know, they're, Dundee are a good team. They're going to take points off all their clubs this year, and, you know, hopefully they'll not do anything against us. But uh, they're they're really strong defensively. Uh, Davies touched on good goaltending from Morrison at the weekend again. They're going to get stronger uh, as the season progresses. It's it's For me, it's a matter of, you know, it's it's the first game of any season is important, but after such a long break, um, with everybody away and the, the huge traveling support that were behind them, um, yeah. you know, in the stands as well was absolutely superb. You've, you've got to hand it to the, the Giants faithful who made the cross 
uh, crossing over. And there's, again, there's some people come up from from England and some people came from Scotland as well. So it's, overall, you know, you, you can't ask for any better. You get six goals on the board. Um, you know, Besco wasn't happy with one of the goals. I think it was the first one, actually, a big slapper. Um, that come up next, he may have been the second one. Second one. Um, second one that literally went right over top of his glove. Um, but he said the half, we'll just get the bad ones out of the way earlier on the season. So, uh, you know, he brushed that off very, very quickly. Um, strong performances from a few different players. But to be honest, I thought Kieran Long, who was asked to play defence, was absolutely brilliant. Um, I texted him after the game, after I seen the game, it was about three o'clock in the morning when I got finished it uh, on Sunday morning. And I t- sent him a text. Um, and he replied the next morning, and I thought he was really, really good. He did not look out of place. So it's, you know, two points, six goals, um, and a win heading back into Fife the next night. Joel, you know, as you know, that's been said by these two guys, the Stars did look very quick. You know, obviously they've had a little bit of a preseason. We know what we get with Omar Pasha's sides. We know that they have that breakout and they are very, very dangerous. And they were dangerous in this game, but the Giants, they, with Kieran Long stepping in at the back, did look strong. Yeah, like I, I honestly think sometimes the stars don't get enough respect, uh, especially in their own building. You know, even going back over the past eight, nine, ten years, I remember going to the Dundee Ice Arena as being a bit of a buggy trip. Um, there are times we have dropped points there. There's times that we've struggled to score against Dundee. And to be honest, I thought they come out of the traps really well. I thought they, they find great zone time uh, on the Giants. Um, but it's really like a, a, the, the pace of that game, I think, changed midway through the second whenever uh, Beskarwani got uh, a bit of contact in the crease from the Finnish guy who's surname. I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um, I thought it was encouraging. You got that... this season Friday. <laughs> really? Uh, I'll, I'll do my practice. Sorry, boys. It's, it's early doors. I'm shaking the rust off myself. And um, I think that the, the Giants' willingness to, to match that physicality straight away is really what stamped their their sort of mark on the game. Um, I think we we're fantastic. That power play goal in the second period, the cohesion of that power play unit for having not played together before, it's one of the hardest things to put together as well. You know, it's you, you've seen how many countless times people freaking out because you know we're, we're struggling for zone time on the power play, whatever else. It was great to see that come together. Um, you know, maybe Besco wasn't happy with a couple of those shots that went glove side, but listen, if that's the, the worst rust that you have to shake off at the start of the season, no complaints whatsoever. Um, I'm probably, I think, Sis is 100% and Kieran Long, the two-way player. Like, uh, I'm dying for Longer to have a breakout year, similar to the way he did in his last year in Manchester. And let's be fair, in, I mean, in, in the last giant season, the season before last, he struggled for ice time to really prove himself. Um, so to see him become a bit more of a utility player, fantastic. But I'm probably going to point out David Goodwin over the course of this season he is back to me as a brand new player I think he's looking absolutely fantastic and I'm interested to see he obviously joined us late during that last campaign and with a, a full kind of training camp in the books and knowing a few of the boys and getting back to it so excited to see what he'll bring to this lineup and not I was, you, David, um, about David Goodwin yeah I one thing about David Goodwin I would take away his goals that he scored and, and assists and he's involved he was, he was on on the ice a lot I would like haven't seen the ice time from from Saturday's game yet, but he was involved in two major turnovers that led direct to goals, hard in the forecheck, and then yes. I think it was the, the sort of rubber stamp goal, the sixth goal, you know, he's gone in, he's got body position on the D-man, took it off and gone in, popped it in the net, but the one before that where he had to do all the dirty work down low, win the puck back for the team, you know, I thought we forechecked really well, the whole team, all three, maybe three and a half lines in, forechecked really well, turned the puck over well and done D-zone, so, you know, but good one, especially there, was notable because it, it, it led directly to two goals. 
I'm going to move this on to the next game, guys. Just want to say that they, they are uh, interviews are on Elite League website and the Elite League Twitter from both Omar Pasha and uh, Adam Keefe. And of course, you can get the highlights from Dundee Stars TV. And we move on to the game on uh, on Sunday night um, at Five Ice Arena. 1,652 people got to see the Belfast Giants take on Five Flowers. Backstopped by Shane Owen. Uh, a 5-1 win for your Belfast Giants. Uh, Jordan Boucher, Slater Doggett, David Goodwin, Scott Conway, and Jordan Boucher once again with the five scores. And for the five flowers, who got the opening goal through Greg Chase. Uh, Shane Owen in goal for the five flowers, 48 shots against, five goals against. And uh, on the other side, Jackson Whistle, back of the Belfast Giants colours, 22 shots against, one goal against. Referees this time, Alan Ward and Toby Gregg for the second time in two nights. Maybe a bit of chat about him, a few calls. I know Omar Pasha wasn't very happy with a couple of calls on Saturday night, but that is something we'll come back to. Um, I'll start with you, Says uh, We had a slow first period. Maybe we were lucky to only be one goal down. Uh, again, yeah. I mean, I watched the game again. You know, I th- I don't think it's a fair reflection, Paddy. We we yeah. dominated the first period, as we to be honest, we dominated the whole game. Um, you know, you've got you, you get opportunities. You Shane Owen um, was a perfect guy to talk about. He had something to prove. You didn't think he, you know, I don't think he, he covered himself as well as he should have had for he was in Belfast the year before last. You know, he played some good games, but you know, he's got big boots to follow after Besco left. Um, so it was always going to be behind the black ball. But Shane Owen's a really good goalie. And he played really, really well again on Friday. Uh, sorry, on Sunday night. Um, Pfeiffer also down a couple of imports. I'm, I'm led to believe as well. So yeah. you know, when you're missing two imported players who would take up a lot of minutes, whether they're playing defence or forward, that's always going to hurt you as well. But uh, honestly, I spoke again. I have the opportunity to speak to some of the boys and spoke to Adam and Mace about this this morning as well. We absolutely dominated the game. You know, yeah. they came out in the first period one nil up. Um, and then again, we we sort of switched it on. It's the same as Saturday. You know, he's got a couple of goals in the in the second period. I think it was three in the second period. Sorry, and then two in the third. And some of the goals, and I know you, they're, they're, again, they're just watching the highlights here again. Some of the goals we scored at the weekend, and especially Jordan Boucher's two goals against Fife, top top notch. Um, you know that first finish against Fife, he has not got much room to stick at top shelf. And then the second goal is just pure class. It's absolutely outstanding. You know, he, he, he comes down low and to, to, to help out his defence in, in his own zone. Skates the length of the ice after, you know, getting the puck touched to him by Kieran Long. Bounces off the wall. Defensive doesn't know what to do. And then he puts the jets on and, and cuts the drives to the net. You can't ask any more from a forward. Um, so, you know, if he's going to do that all season long, he's going to annoy people. And, you know, it, it, there's, I was watching a few people on Twitter <laughs> you weren't not even Giants or Fife fans having a bit of a chirp at him already, saying you know he's a he's a bit like Daryl Lloyd. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, yeah. right on. That's it. Well, Joe, that's that's something that some people have been saying about about Boucher and his attitude on the ice. And as Sis says, that goal that was deemed as being, I think, it was goal of the week for the uh, on the Elite League with regards to the the choices they made today, uh, it was an absolute belter. The way he drops and drops shoulder goes straight past that D man and drives to the net. 
it's the uh, the intangibles that I'm already a fan of with Boucher. Uh, there's a fantastic photo from that night of his celebration up to the, as says said, a large crowd of, of traveling Giants fans yeah. who made the trip over. I saw the interview in the in the Beltel with him today where he said he didn't actually know that you know game fans traveled on the road to see the team. I said that was a total surprise to him. Uh, said they were fantastically loud and there was a real energy and he can't wait to get back. He has to be honest, a wee bit of that Daryl Lloyd air about him and that he just really feeds off that energy and has a lot of fun with it. Um, he's just a guy who looks like he's going to enjoy playing his hockey here. I think he's going to continue to deliver the way he has, but uh, I couldn't I couldn't echo says enough. That fifth goal to, to, to finish it up, that's the goal of somebody who's mid-season and, and firing full jets. Just incredible. Davey, you know, in comparison to the five flyers, weren't at the races. Like you say, they got that early goal, but as and says said, you know, they dominated most of the game. But overall, the five flyers fans don't seem to be very happy with the way that they've opened the season and preseason as well. But the Giants, however, again, don't seem to have suffered so far of not having a preseason. It's difficult because you know fans are we're, we're we're a fickle bunch, and and we always just look at results sometimes without performances and. I didn't think the five flyers were terrible, but I did think that the sort of back up with Simon says it. Yes, we might have been lucky not to concede more in the first period, but we're also a bit unlucky not to score in the first period. And you know, the say would you know it wasn't a great first period. We can't use the bus legs. We can't. It's like five to Dundee's not a million miles. But um, you know, once we got that goal in the game. It was it was almost game over. Getting just even getting the equaliser was game over. I seen. Uh, Boucher kind of has the, the same amount of head fakes as Shane Johnson. That's, it's been a long time since I've seen somebody <laughs> doing a D-man with just a shake of the head. But yeah. um, speed to burn. And, and like you see those finishes, if you're lucky enough just to be watching this on YouTube, or we'll maybe put the highlights up before now. But some of the, the finishes, as Simon's talked about earlier, really, really pretty goals. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this, I'm sure, across the course of the season because been analysing these games. Scored three or four goals crossing that Royal Road at the weekend. I'm a massive fan of doing that and you know making that you have to make goaltenders like Adam Martin Shane Owen the o- not the only way to beat them but a major way of beating them is making moves left to right because goalies don't like going post to post and if you can get them going that way it's it's you know it's an opening um, nice result to go there and score five goals we've had our Joel talked about going to the DIA and having problems you know going to the KIA we've had problems as well in the past and um Two tricky, tricky enough opening games. Good to get those games out of the way and, and get you know those those two sixty minute performances out of the guys coming into the SSE. They're not coming. They're not having their home opener without any games on their legs now. So I'm expecting good things this weekend coming. Uh, the highlights are from Five Flash TV, and you get Todd Dudium and Adam Keith's interviews on uh, on the official Elite League Twitter site. And what I'm going to do is just quickly, lads, you know, it's very difficult to say considering these are two games on the road. And with Friday's game like, coming thick and fast, you know, it's, it's come it's right around the corner. And all there's such cliches. Um, we, <laughs> but who this weekend overall? I'll start with you, Davy. Who were the standout players? Who were the players that you thought yourself they look in they, they look like their mid season form or they look like they could be standing? Like Simon talked about Kieran Long, which is great. We've seen him before. We we know a, a little about what to expect from Kieran, and he would have expected better out of himself. Um after coming in, he knew he had to get his feet on the counter at, at the Belfast Giants, find what his role was going to be. Unfortunately, that first shortened season didn't really pan out for him. He's came he's came back in, 
you know, new broom sweeps clean and he's he's being given an opportunity at the back end. I like him. I thought Gary, I thought Mark Garside had a really, mm. really strong weekend. He played a lot more ice time than I was perhaps expecting him to play. Um, he played in every situation and he did no harm. Reinhardt, I really, really liked. If I'm going D first, if I'm allowed to pick a D man first, he's Matt Pellet's size. He skates effortlessly. He's just got that, to use it, you know, giant. He's got a giant stride. He doesn't have, you, you see the likes of Pekinich or um, trying to think Cooper, who look when they're going fast, their legs are going fast. Reinhardt goes fast and his legs are going slow, you know, just a, a physicality thing. I think he's going to be really, really good for us. Going forward, look, we talked about, about Goody and Pekinich and, and, and those guys, Cooper. And all. I thought four or five of them had really strong weekends. I want to see a wee bit more out of Tyler or out of Soy. I want to see, obviously, we know what Darcy Murphy can do. All these guys are going to take time, get their ice time and, and find their feet. I thought in the circle we struggled a bit over the course of the weekend. Um, and we when we have that puck possession, we are a completely different team. When we got the puck off Dundee and we were able to transition from our own end, that's where we created all our offense. And we spent a lot of time and a lot of energy chasing that puck back because we weren't winning those draws. So I'm sure Simon will fill us in, but I'm sure that's something they're working on in practice and they have been for the last couple of weeks. That'll take time just to get used to the lines and in what way they drop a puck, etc. I know you think they drop it straight, but there's different lines, different ways of dropping it. But um, those guys are just something to work on. So I think puck possession would be critical for us and get another few boys in the game. But Reinhardt at the back and, and Goody up front were my two standouts to again. Simon? Yeah, again, it, you know, it's hard to argue with Davey, what Davey said, but um, Reinhardt is, you know, again, he reminds me in the game of, of, again, a lot of us played up here. Um, you know, he's got the hockey smarts, which makes the game an awful lot easier. Very, very strong skater, but he sees the ice very, very well. You know, he, he had most of the weekend he was playing with Kieran Long. He's not a natural defenseman. So he's sort of having to keep an eye on him, um, playing with new teammates in front of a new goalie, trying to keep the communication right. And it's all very, very important. He does it effortlessly. Uh, he, he's really impressive. You know, I get the chance to watch him in practice. Uh, and he, he skates very, very well. He's got a really good wrister. Um, you know, he, he can certainly, you know, he knows where the target is as well. But it's all about the hockey smarts. If you watch the power play, you know, he's, he's a quarter pack in the power play at the top end. And the way Adam's throwing the puck about now for the power play, you know, I, I, I was looking through the stats earlier. I'm pretty sure we are three for six on the power play. Davey, you may, be, you may point out if I'm wrong there. I think it's three for six in the power play over the weekend. If you remember back to the year, the, the last year we played, can't remember struggled. what year it was. We really struggled the power play, especially play. later on in the season. You know, if we had got that going, we would have been right up there, uh, really pushing for the top end. And you know, fortunate enough, we ended up winning the league anyway because nobody else picked the trophy up. More so, we're still a reigning champion. You know, we haven't mentioned Lewis Lewis Hook at the weekend, David. You know, scored another good goal. Uh, Laker unfortunately didn't play much on. On uh, Saturday night, because um, he took that hit, but he scored the first goal. He assisted in the second goal. Ben Lake does not take a shift off. It's a hundred mile an hour every single shift. I would take a team with Ben Lakes all day long. Very, very underrated. Um, so again, look, I was watching a lot of stuff coming over Twitter at the weekend. How good the season's going to be? How's this? How guys will play two games? Let's not get carried away. There's a long, long way to go. Um, and at the one of our anyone's bubble, but as I say, it's only two games we've played. We've got two wins, which is great, and you can't be in any better than that. 
But uh, as I say, it's a long, long way to go. I have to agree with you. Something I picked up from watching the Dundee game at the time was it was uh, how fluid the, the 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 power play was and how quickly we were moving the puck about, how quickly the legs were moving and how many chances we were creating. Something that maybe was, as you say, maybe missing from the last time we the last. And we're just going. Do you know what? From here, we're just calling it last season. From last season, it's 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 something that I felt was maybe a bit missing, and we're already seeing it from right off the bat with with this Belfast Chance team. Which, well, Adam, sorry, Pally, Adam's, you know, he's experienced, sorry, he's, you know, he, he's experimenting with a lot of the guys uh, on the power play. I mean, one shift, the one um, practice last week, he had, he had Hookie, Longer, um, Tyler Soy, Slater Doggett, and I think it was Darcy Murphy. Um, you know, so he's experimenting who's there. Cam Knight hasn't played a game yet. He's he picked no. up a bit of a niggle. And just for safety reasons, he didn't play at the weekend. Hoping he's going to be ready to go this weekend. Um, but Adam and, and Steve both expect him to power play, to be a quarterback on the other power play as well. So, you know, again, like if you can if you can have strong special teams all weekend, which I don't think we can see the power play goal, did we? Did we? No, no, we didn't. So, you no. know, strong. 100% on the PK. Pardon me? 100% on the PK. You know, 100% on the PK and then... What's that work, guys? A sixty-six percent on the power play. That's brilliant. I mean, you, if you kept that up all season long, you'd be doing well. I could well, start anything, We always go for a number. Anything over a hundred combined is is a really strong special teams. So you're sitting. I know it's only two games in the season, but sitting at one hundred and fifty percent is 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 pretty tidy. Just before you go on the Joel, I, I thought the speed that we attacked with at the weekend was outstanding. We re- speed kills, as Steve Thornton has said over a number of seasons now since he came back in. The teams have got younger, they've got faster, they've got leaner. We talked all about this. And you could really see how quickly we were able to turn defensive turnovers into attacking opportunities and the guys getting in and getting shots on and on that power play that Simon's talking about. You know, we have had, if it's a criticism or a critique, a reliance on trying to cycle the puck back for the one-timer from the blue yeah. line, you know, and just try and hope something goes through. Two power play goals from working in down low, three guys turning to each other and getting into the low slot and getting that's where the yeah. goals come from in hockey. I'm I'm gonna say more than ninety percent without having any stat to back that up at the minute. I'd say more than ninety percent of hockey goals come from that mid to low slot area. Simon might be able through experience. Yes, you get goals from the outside. These goaltenders in this league now let very little in from the outside. So you've got to have Neil Russells, you've got to have boots in front of the goalie, taking his eyes, all that good stuff, or you've got to move it in down low. And these guys moved it so well and so fast at the weekend that it all really bodes well. Well, one thing, sorry, Joel, I am going to come to you just You're a okay. second. One thing, one, thing, one thing I'm going to say as well, it took away from just, again, we're, we're judging this on two games. And for me, mostly judging it on the first game against it on these stars, on that penalty kill was how aggressive we were in the penalty kill, how much we were pushing them back into their own zone. Very reminiscent of one of our greatest penalty kills ever, who was? George Wilder. Georgia Wada, exactly. I, I have to. I apologise because when you're trying to get your head, I'm trying to get my head into this new team and see who it was, I can't remember who which player it was. But there was a point in that, in, I think it was in the second period where we were just pushing them back and pushing them back on the, on the penalty kill. It was really good to see. Sorry, Joel. I'll At come to you. Before, before Joel goes, before Joel goes, <laughs> one one criticism I would have, and I came across in at least two or three goals that we conceded the weekend, was that. 
we pinch with three men beyond the puck and maybe not that third man high and D men D men coming down the wall to try and pinch puck and a couple of times a stick in the lane. There's a stick through Gary's legs and he's he's yeah. beat for pace, not because he's five yards behind him, not because he, he he's slower than I and they've scored from that. And two or three times we can see the goal. So that'll be something I know that Simon will see them working on in training. You know, we always we always talk and, and Kiefer talks about that third man high and Derek Walser before him and I don't know what who the coach was before that, maybe Doug Christensen. Um they always talked about having that yeah, I can't remember. Who was it before Derek Walser? Paul Eddy. Paul Eddy. Before 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 Paul Eddy. We didn't need to worry about the fence when Paul Eddy was here. Just Doug Christensen. Yeah. But hey, we, Thor- we just Thorts Thor- 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 the Thor- season. Oh yeah, yeah. Best not talk about that. Um <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Wasn't a great <laughs> season. Wasn't a good season. But um, you know, that'll be Simon, that'll be something we'll be working on. You know, we'll have to always be concentrating there that if we put three in very, very high on the puck, three going the other way, gets odd man rushes, and that's not what we want to be seeing. That's all we have time for it if you've reached this week. Joel, you you're your standout players from the weekend. Yeah, I thought we were good, yeah. Um, yeah look the curse of going last uh, the boys have made excellent points there I think the two that I would uh, pick up on apart from we've already talked about I think Boucher and Goodwin are mid-season form right now Goodwin was everywhere Goodwin was his his zone injuries were fantastic he was forcing turnovers Uh, that 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 goal to finish the Dundee game after a patch of timeout to just skate right into their zone and, and take the puck, rob it and, and uh, skate the gotten score was beautiful um, Boucher, fantastic I'll pick up Rainer, um, I think Rainer in a in a, a strong decor like whenever whenever you've got Griffin Reinhardt on your decor, you know it's going to be a big shout for you to be the best among those but um, he absolutely dropped the boom in, in that uh, I think it was the first period, uh, almost killed a guy, looked absolutely fantastic and again, I mean 100% record in the PK Rainer to me is fine. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> That's it. I'll give you the money myself. Um, I think I think Rainers come back just just do, reveling in the thankless aspects of the game and doing it very very well. Limiting scoring opportunities uh, was important at the weekend, and also I'll let you come back in, Davey. Like I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Nolan. <laughs> uh, quick quick note on Lewis Hook uh, opening his account early. So so thrilled to see that. I think Hooky came back last season, as you say, Paddy, with uh, much improved feet. I think his, his skating was much more fluid i think he had so much more um fitness his conditioning was but was better his feet were better um, and i'm really really hoping he, he starts to kind of put it all together i've always drawn parallels between lewis hook and kind of uh craig peacock as prime with the giants in that kind of early to mid 2010s and i'd, I'd love to see a similar uh, sort of outcome for him you go first let's go did anybody notice craig peacock on uh, sunday night nope didn't notice him at all not a slightest not in the slightest I watched some of the game back and I've not and didn't see him at all. Hope that doesn't go back to you know to, to curse me, but you know he he's I don't know what's up the picks, but anyway, Debbie, carry on, Debbie. Oh, we're talking about so Sam's talking about um, Kevin Rain nearly killing somebody and then blocking pucks for fun, and we had this little charity thing going. You can still get involved if you want. Pick a player, pick a stat, pick an amount. Player does said thing pay your money kind of thing and we'll all give it the charity that Rainer chooses at the end of the season but that shift I went for goals scored by Jackson Whistle which I'm still that's that's very 100 pounds for everyone somebody's (laughs) offered 250 pounds for a um, Andrew Dixon shutout so you never know you never know Um, 
Yeah, so Rainer in that shift, he's absolutely buried somebody, jumped back up and threw himself in front of a puck, which is like eight quid, because it's like, <laughs> I'm in for a pound, Sam's in for a pound, a couple of other people, and I sent the video to him earlier on and said, you know, you need to slow down here, you're going to have us wiped out. And he sent it back with the uh, Mario coin, you know, ding, ding, ding. says I'm just picking pound coins up here like a Mario kid. <laughs> so, uh, he's, uh, I'll put that wee video out later, it's very good, but... Um, yeah, so if you want to get involved in that, there, there's money to be made, and, and I'll, I'll update that on Twitter as we go along. But already this weekend, some serious money made for charity. I was going to try, you know what, I have written down here about talking about the officials. I'm going to strike that. But I'm not going to talk about the officials now because it's the first two games of the season and we could end mm-hmm. up talking for another half hour. The I'm, What I'm going to do is, like I said, the highlights are from Flash TV. We've tweeted them up on at AVFTV. You can see them there uh, for that 5-1 win for your Belfast Giants. A four-point weekend that we're going to now here from some of the lads since went down to training earlier today. We're going to hear from Jeff Mason. We're going to hear from Kieran Long. But first, we're going to hear from the man we've been talking about a little bit there. It's Jordan Boucher. Joined this morning uh, after practice by Jordan Boucher. Jordan, um, four-point weekend to start your Belfast Giants career off. Uh, personally and uh, collectively, the team, you must be happy. Yeah, super happy. I mean, uh, I think everybody was looking forward for that weekend. Some guys didn't get to play last year. Some guys get to play with no fans. So it was just uh, it was a fun weekend, and uh, we got four points, so that made it even better. You went into Dundee, first time ever on a ferry, traveling to a game? Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. My first time being on uh, that kind of ferry. Never been. Uh, that was a pretty big bow. I, ex- I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, there was a lot of space. And, uh, no, I think uh, guys uh, got to play some cards, and it was fun. In the Dundee, as you say, coming out with a 6-3 victory. Uh, what were you told to expect by the, the coaching staff and the, your teammates before the game? I just expect that everybody was ready to play, which uh, we were. And um, we knew that Dundee played uh, a few games before before we did. So we just kind of wanted to go out there, keep it simple, uh, stay focused, and uh, kind of just put pucks in the net and hopefully get rewarded, which we did. Then so the night after, you got yourself two goals um, and two absolute beauties as well. Uh, you must be happy with the, the result and again uh, personal um, side of things I was um, you know it's just always nice to get that monkey off your back early in the season kind of thing so uh, I was happy they went in uh, but I was more happy that we got the four points you're home uh, first game this weekend Belfast Giants fans are going to be in the building looking forward to it oh yeah I think uh, this is going to be an electric game um you know, it's been a while since I've played a home game with fans around, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be an all ice advantage. I think the guys are extremely ready for it, and uh, it's going to be interesting and fun. Thanks, Jordan. What time is it there, sir? It's 11.14 after practice. Um, and speaking to the Belfast Giants' latest uh, defenseman here. Um, longer. Uh, the switch, how did that come about? Um, you know, it's not your normal position, but you certainly didn't look out of place. Um kind of came from last season when we had a couple not last season sorry two years ago um, ran into a few injuries with Lee and kind of went back there and did a job and then obviously towards the end of the season um, started playing in the middle a lot and kind of just found it pretty easy back there and Lee have the easiest job in hockey so <laughs> but, but being a forward I think it helped from being a forward I kind of know what I want the demon to do for me so I just try to do that uh, you played most of the weekend with Griffin Reinhardt um, and as I say I mean the two is had a, had a really good weekend and obviously picking up the four points makes it a lot sweeter 
Yeah, I guess with him playing in the NHL and I've got experience in the NZIHL, I think that really helps. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, no, it was good fun. Griff was good to be out there with. Obviously, his experience helped me and he was very vocal and made it a lot easier. But And the forwards, again, they made it our lives easier because we barely were in our own end. Started on Saturday against Dundee. It's always a hard place to go into, um, but you managed to pick up the two points with a 6-3 win. Yeah, it was a big game. Um, obviously, we had no exhibition games, and it was it was always going to be tough. Um, but yeah, the boys did well, and we got got the job done. Next night, Fife, uh, another victory, 5-1. Um, and again, a, a place that's always tough to go into. Going that one goal down, um, but certainly coming back very strong in the second and third. Yeah, no, it, it's always tough going into Fife. They've got loud fans, you know, um, and I think the boys did well. We, I, th- I feel like we controlled the game the first period. We were unfortunate to go down 1-0. Um, the boys just kept it rolling through, and it paid off in the end. This weekend, uh, you're back home. Belfast Giants fans are, are going to be loud and they're going to look forward to this game I'm sure you guys are too yeah we're all kind of buzzing already just just the feeling of getting this whole arena filled would be incredible and the atmosphere will be great so hopefully we'll put a performance in for the fans again up two points thanks Karen. you're very much appreciated Tough to... no worries there you wee critter <laughs> Miss, um back to Old Wes, as we'd like to say, and I'm picking up four points from the weekend uh, you know, on, a, on a, a trip that's you know, notoriously hard for us, especially the first weekend of the season, not having any warm-up games. Uh, coaching staff must be happy with the, both the performances and picking up the points. Absolutely. The boys uh, turned up and, and put in a solid effort in both games. And, and as you said, two very tough places to play. Uh, you know, they're long trips. Uh, you know, the, the fans in there are loud and, and both teams come at you hard. And, and if they get on top of you, uh, they're, they're hard games to play from behind. So we did really well to start start well and, and play really solid, uh, really solid games, you know, for, for pretty much 60 minutes almost uh, both nights and definitely happy with the performances and, and the outcomes. You've done that uh, ferry travel uh, a lot of times. Um, everybody has to do it the first time. And how were the boys after uh, experience that first trip? You know, I think overall it went really well. I was talking to a few of the boys, and they said, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, a few boys felt the, the the waves and the ocean and things, and, and it's uh, you know, and then that windy road when you get off the boat isn't isn't easy either. But uh, it was actually a really good trip for us where we were on the early boats. We got up early and guys got a pregame in the hotel. We were able to get a nap and, and get a bit more adjusted to, uh, you know, get rid of their sea legs, so to speak, before uh, before we went into Dundee there on, on game one. But, uh, you know, o- overall, I think, uh, you know, boys were, uh, you know, enjoyed the trip and, and enjoyed the, the two games and the four points for sure. Dundee, uh, 6-3 victory. Uh, again, it was on the webcast. It, it looked like a, a tough, tough game. Um, and you know Omar Pash has always got his t- players up for playing against the big teams as well. They're a very good team, and they play very, very hard. Uh, you know, our guys did, did well to handle their pressure uh, and then put them in pressure situations, and, and we were able to get a lot of ozone possession and, and other things. And, uh, you know, we, we won the specialty teams battle both nights, uh, you know, which was key. And, uh, like you said, they, they play hard, and, and they're good, solid teams. And as they get going, they'll be very tough to beat and take points off teams. So it was really good opportunity for us to go in there and, and play the way we wanted to play and, and execute our game plan. And, and I think the, the, you know, the boys did really well at that. 
Fife the next night again, uh, a, a big travel in support from Belfast Giants, uh, picking up two points in the in Kirkcaldy, uh, never easy, but again a five-one victory and a four-point weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we dominated, you know, pretty much the entire first period, and then all of a sudden found ourselves down one nothing, which uh, the guys did really good to to come back from that. Um, and again, our special teams were really good. Our our pressure up ice. Uh, on the forecheck was was really good, and we had lots of ozone possession time and things that we were really trying to focus on. Uh, and it was I know there was no webcast for it, but it was a you know it was a solid effort from start to finish. Uh, you, you were missing Cam Knight. Uh, Kieran Long took the duties on the back end. Um, he did not look out of place in both games. No, he played really well. He played really solid. Uh, his gaps are really good, and as a forward, he has that tendency. You know, he's he's moving forward, so he's he's up in the play and. It's something that uh, that Kiefer's been kind of toying with and talking about it and giving him a look on D for quite some time. And, um, you know, that was certainly the opportunity to get him in and, and get him tested and, and tried. And he certainly acquitted himself really well and is a good option for us there. Certainly if, uh, if somebody goes down or, or we need another body back there, uh, he played really, really well. We're back home this Friday night, Friday the 1st of October, the first live game at the SSE Arena in, uh, since the 6th of March 2020. Uh, I'm sure the boys are looking forward to it. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of guys in this team that have never experienced a game night in Belfast. And then the other guys in the team that have, they haven't experienced it in a year and a half. And we're all excited to get going and, and get the fans in this building. And, you know, we know that the fans of Belfast have missed hockey, you know, as, as much as we have, if not more, you know, because some of our players got to get away and play other places last year. So uh, I think it'll be a special night and, and one that we're all looking forward to. Cheers, Miss. Big thanks to Jeffrey Mason. To, uh, that won't catch you out there, David. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big thanks to, to uh, Jeff Mason, to uh, Joan Boucher and to Kieran Long. We have uh, we have an interview coming on. We have somebody to join us in a, just a few minutes. Before we get that, we have a couple of things to do. Well, first of all, we'll shout out some of your three-word weekends that we asked for. <clears throat> Alan Price said, roll on Friday. Uh, <clears throat> Thomas Burnley I said, guess. prepping sports gurn. Uh, what else we got? We got uh, Jimmy Screaker. Thomas Brandy said what? Pre- prepping sports gurn. Actually, he's going to cry. Whenever it's Friday night. So am I, to be fair. Uh, Dan Gilpin, decent, pretty decent. Um, Jimmy Squeaker, mighty Bush Brace. And uh, <laughs> one, one more, uh, Peter Stubbs, at us now. A um, few bits of news from around the Elite League. Uh, Sheffield took the spoils in the first Premier Sports live game. It was on just before La Liga on uh, with an OT win over the Devils <laughs> in the league. I'm, sorry, I don't know what. Uh, big game in the league. It was a big game. It was I on the can't believe you don't have it on the soundboard. <laughs> you know what? The soundboard's not up and running yet. It will be on the soundboard for next week. <laughs> Mark my words. You know what? A big, I'm a big fan of Ellie. I like Ellie a lot, but that was <laughs> pretty funny. Happens um, the best of us. Um, the way, sorry, that win for Sheffield topped off a good weekend. Uh, they defeated Manchester 8-3 in Ultragame in cup action. Uh, it was a tight 2-1 win for Nottingham at home over Dundee, punctuated by a nice coast-to-coast goal for Ali Battery. JBC, that goal? Yeah. Quite nice. Really, really nice goal. It's nice to see somebody like Ollie as well at um, at Panthers, a young British lad, or young British lad, but you know, doing doing pretty well and scoring goals like that. He's a really, really good player. I would take him all day long. Yeah, and finally, there is a bit of dops 
if I can find it here, because I'm I'm absolutely not prepared. You talk about people being in mid-season form. I'm absolutely not in mid-season form. Tristan Fry suspended for one game for the for the uh, for the Guildford Flames. Anybody see what happened? No, no. Was no. one game suspension for a boarding against the uh, against the Manchester Storm. If you want to have a look at the Elite League website, you can check it out. We've we're totally not clued into it at this moment in time because that's how professional we are. Let's move on. Uh, also, we don't, I don't even have the top steam tune. That's that's where we are. At this moment in time. <laughs> Just an absolute shambles. Anyway, let's get on to our interview. Look at our, our guest. Really looking forward to adding this one in. I hasten to say one of the uh, elder statesmen of the uh, the Belfast Giants, certainly one of the older players, and uh, a man that we all love here in A View from the Bridge. Welcome, Andrew Dixon. How are you, mate? Yes. Um, not bad. How are you, lads? Uh, you, don't, you don't mind being called the elder statesman, do you, mate? I am the oldest on the team now. How's that feel? It's horrible. I wouldn't have came back if I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, 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 does that not mean that everybody now looks to you for the you know where to go, what to do? You'll get the new guys in, you'll point them in the right direction. Uh, I mean, well, there is, there's like, a little like Jackson Whistle. I mean, we've, got, we've, got, we've got Garce for that, you know, he can mm. he can guide the guys a little bit. Um, I don't know, I guess there is a little bit of it when you've been here long enough. People do ask you sort of what the crack is with this, that, but to be honest with you, the organization's changed a lot since you know we've last. Since we've last started, you know, we've had a little bit of turnover in staff and, you know, things are different in the rink. And obviously we've seen with the jersey reveal and all that sort of stuff that things are a little bit different. So I'm I'm kind of learning on, on the job too. Um, but no, it's, uh, I don't mind, you know, it's okay. The um, As I said, if I'd have known and uh, I was getting a little bit, well, I was begging, I was begging Kiefer to go sign someone else just so that I don't get all the, the Zimmer frames and all that stuff when it comes to Secret Santa. But <laughs> You're expecting them then? Oh, 100%. So, 100%. The, uh, how, how do you feel this, uh, how, how it's been the last couple of weeks with bringing the new guys in and you say, you know, there's a new feel to the organisation? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's an odd one. It doesn't feel like any other year. Um you know, just because we've had so long off and obviously, you know, we do have a big turnover. Then we've had a few returning guys as well, good guys that we've had in the past, as you all know. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're all getting together. I think I actually think the team's gelling really well. Um, I think, you know, the weekend's testament to that. Um, not easy. We didn't have any pre-season games or anything along those lines. So we're sort of uh, all still getting to know each other. But, yeah, I think I think... You know, they've done a good job, Kiefer and Thorts and Mason all have done a good job of, you know, making sure that we go out and do things. You saw we've done the, the annual trip up to Port Rush, I believe the supporters club took care of that. So thank you to all them. Um, uh, obviously, we've done never things in around the gyms and, you know, so it's been good and we've been at the rink a lot. So, no, it's gone, it's gone good and the guys are gelling well. So, you know, hopefully that bodes well going forward. Deco, we saw a video of you today. Simon took a practice, looking really sharp between the pipes, making Kiefer pay for breakfast, letting Mace score one on you. But um, I did. I, I did. I did dispute that. I don't know that. <laughs> and hey, hey, Deco, you're absolutely right. It was Besco that came in. We saw a video of you looking really, really sharp and and training this morning. Deco, how hard is it? To to be that guy at the minute who's probably well, you know, the third goalie, you know, Besco's gonna get game time, Wes is gonna get his game time, and, and hopefully you'll get somewhere along the season. That has to be the, 
the carrot dangle that hopefully you'll get in somewhere along the season, get a bit of game time? Yeah, no, I knew what I signed up for, don't get me wrong. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can never have... You, can, you know, your goal can be strong enough, basically. Yeah. We, yeah. Know, yeah. we all know how capable we are. And if I can control then great. You know, I'll, I'll do my thing. And if, if they don't need me, then they don't need me. And I'll, I'll do my thing in practice. And I'll try my best to contribute that way. Is it a little bit different without your best buddy at the rink now? A little bit. Um, I mean, you know, it's just, it's not, I was literally gaming with him, like, while you were on there. I was, so it's not like I haven't been seeing him or anything like that there. Um, you know, you know what it's like. I mean, just because we don't see him at the rink, just we'll see him out and about, and he's coming to the game on Friday. So look forward to getting him back in. And, you know, I actually said to him, he's playing more hockey now than he was whenever he was playing. He was on the ice last night. He's been going to goalie camps. He's taking Alex on the ice. He's doing coaching badges. I was like, well, unbelievable. But, yeah, no, I mean, he's a big miss to the organisation. But, you know, Murph, you know, he said to me, he just he didn't feel like he could do it anymore. He said his knee's too sore, his groin's too sore. So you have to respect his decision and, and you know, just be thankful for everything that he'd done for the organisation because he was a hell of a player for the Giants. Here, here. No, you're absolutely right, Dicko. And, you know, it, it certainly is when you haven't got him sitting beside you, you know, in, in the locker room and you, you spent so much time with him, you know, over the last 10 years as well. Um, you know, you, you've, you've said it a few times before, he's your best mate and, and uh, anybody would miss a character that are in the room. Yeah, no, he's definitely a big miss. But, you know, as I said, I mean, Besko is a great guy. Wes is a great guy on and off the ice. Um, and, you know, they've actually done a pretty good job. I actually made a point of asking them to try to help me out because it's been 18 months and I can't afford 18 months off hockey. I'm not talented enough to have 18 months off and come back in and play at a professional level. I need to be working hard and getting pucks. So we got on every morning with Mace, uh, taking shots um, and things got there. Like I and mean, you seen that first the first couple of days when I was on the ice, I was convinced I had long COVID. I'm not joking. I was like, there has to be something wrong because I literally could not catch a breath on the ice. It was embarrassing, like absolutely embarrassing. And I felt like I kept myself relatively fit. You know, I was playing football, I was golfing a lot and you know, go to the gym and things like that there, but there is just something different about actually playing ice hockey and trying to get to the speed that those guys play at. I mean, the shots still now seem fast. They seem fast than they did before and it's just because you know, no disrespect to anyone in Belfast, but I've been training up in Dundonald and, and the shots just aren't as quick, unfortunately, and, and not as sharp, but it's getting there. Um, from from last week to this week, I it's night and day for me. I feel so much better, feel a lot sharper and you probably, as you said, it's, it's getting there. Simon's seen a few practices and we're getting there slowly. The other guys are all getting there as well. So I actually think there's plenty more to come from the team. I think once guys get over this rusty period, then it'll be even better. And But the problem is it'll be the same around the league, so it'll even out that way. Dicko, I did see you know, up in Dundonald when the, the training camp started in, in the start of September. And you, I mean, you, you came over at one stage, you told me you thought you were having an asthma attack. Um, you know, and and I think you're doing yourself an injustice. You know, it's certain it's not going to be easy for anybody being off the ice for 18 months. Um, but I mean, everybody knows that you're an important part of this squad. Um, you know, it's your first on the ice, your last off the ice on many occasions as well. I think you're doing yourself a, a big injustice, sir, mate. 
And you know, I was, was sitting chatting to um, who was I talking? I was tra- talking to Taff actually earlier on, um, and a couple of days ago, last one day last week, you when we're sitting, you know, going through what you have done with regards to the, your career. I mean, you, what is did you start skating? That was a sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, 17, nearly 18. Uh, 17, I started playing roller hockey, and then 18, yeah. I started playing ice hockey. So 18, 17, around that mark. You know, if you look at every other player on that ice, and, and including the British guys as well, all probably started skating when they were three, maybe four yeah. years of age. Sorry. Some of them probably younger. And, you know, for you to come in as a 17-year-old and never put a pair of ice skates on before, and then get in and do what you've done and continue to do what you do, and again, you know, I I I'm, I know Adam thinks very very highly of you, as does Mason. You know, the, the rest of the boys as well. And anybody who's been in that locker room, they'll all say you're one of the best teammates they ever had. No doubt about that whatsoever. Um, so it's you know what you do, what you you probably don't realise it yourself, but you're massively important to this team. Massively important. No, well, those are very kind words. So thank you very much. But. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if it's just my personality, but you're never satisfied, right? Um, you know, that's that's that, a good way to be as well. Whether it's, you know, and I, I, I'm the same with like golf and whatever. I used to skateboard and play football. It's the same thing. You just, you want to, you want to do better. Um, but the chance, you know, I think it's actually, whenever you're saying about how late I started, you know, sometimes people knock Belfast to say, oh, they don't give guys the opportunity. Absolutely. And I, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, it's going to curse. I think it's rubbish. Um, the opportunity is there. You have a full youth team. You have an elite league team showcasing at the top end of the league every sort of week, every year, year in, year out for the last what twenty something years now. Um, and it's testament to that. I used to go and take all the coaching, take it on board. So if I can do it late, those guys who are starting earlier definitely have a, a much better chance to get there. And we're starting to see it now. I actually think we've got a couple of real good players coming through. Max Stewart and Kel Beattie, I'm sure you've seen them on. They're in the Great Britain teams. Uh, Stevie Hamill's kids to play with. They're both in the Great Britain teams. And there's a few others, a couple of girls actually as well, are in the Great Britain teams as well. That was never the case whenever I was, you know, skating. Nobody from here was making the GB teams. You know, I used to be think the world of Graham Walton because he played for Great Britain, the first player for Northern Ireland. And it's uh so it's good that these guys are getting into that and hopefully that'll help spur them on a little bit and they're they're looking to go play in England and Scotland and things like that there. And then, you know, hopefully with the way things are going, I think the organization's moving the right way and within the next couple of years it won't just be, you know, one Northern Irish player on the team, it'll be hopefully a couple and they'll be able to contribute. I don't think uh, there's anybody in the organization that would disagree with what Simon just said there, but maybe none of us could probably put it as well as Simon just did there. Um, the I, I sat for a while to go with your player bio for the website this year, and uh, what I found by the end of it was the sentence, the importance of Andrew Dixon to the Belfast Giants cannot be measured by appearances and stats. I think that's the summary for me. Like, And, uh, and I think the, the rest of the, the fan base would be the same. And it's what you say as well about mentality and mindset and, and not being satisfied. I don't think you're probably here 10 years down the line if you're not programmed like that and it's probably been the difference that people undersell mentality for an athlete um, and, and the difference between still being here and not um, but yeah look sorry uh, before we get into it for those watching on YouTube uh, the title belt's still on the wall mate so uh, rematch at centre ice anytime I'm ready to go you upstairs what block you and we're not far away I'm not disclosing my block on the podcast he's in block nine I think man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sure. Um, uh, bring quick, the camera. Bring the camera. That's all good content. <laughs> uh, quick one for me, mate. You've obviously been in, in the locker room now for for that kind of decade or more. You've seen championship teams come into Belfast and pass by Belfast. You've been there years that were maybe a little bit leaner. Um, do you get a sense? Maybe it's too early, but you spend a lot of time with these guys. Do you get a sense of of, of where things are going to go early in the season? Can you sense that there's something different about the chemistry of the team, about the people in that room, uh, with regard to going on and, and kicking on and winning championships? Do you? recognize it yeah you can you can you can doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have success but you can see the uh what like the platform for success um you can sort of see uh, if guys are willing to put in the extra work early on or if they're you know just sort of here going through the motions and that doesn't really happen too much in belfast um i think that's you know down to recruitment from steve and, and adam and mace and all so they, they try and do a good job and they speak i know they speak to coaches and they speak to teammates or if you know they've played if someone's played with someone else they'll speak to them but um this year i find it a lot tougher to know because i just don't know where the rest of the league's at you know um it's really hard to sort of judge what teams are going to do we look good on the ice and Besco the other day said he thought the guys looked really good and they were clicking quite well. I think that from what I can gather from the weekend, the coaching staff's really happy with the weekend. You know, going in there without you know any preseason games isn't easy. Um, nope. Well, it can't be easy because he just drops out. So, uh, yep. <laughs> right, thanks, Diego. <laughs> He's just decided to head to block nine to take on that wrestling thing. Quick word before he comes back, quick word about Dick O'Dilly. Look, you don't get invited back 10 or 11 years in a row if you don't have that. It wasn't that intangibles that uh, Joel talked about earlier. You can't measure Dick Owen's stats. You know, he hasn't played enough games for us. He's never been found wanting for us. And whenever, like Simon's talked about it there, on the ice, first at training, last off the ice at training, to give guys the opportunity to give goalies a break, to give Besco and and uh, Wiss and Murph and whoever it might have been, Stevie Lyle in the past, whoever it might have been, you know, he gives them the chance to go and have a rest while he takes the shots to the head. And, you know, I think there's been a plenty of goalie sticks broken half and through and have been there on the way off the ice bowl, Simon, hasn't there? But, uh, you know, like he just keeps coming back day after day with that attitude that, you know, if I get in a game, I get in a game. If not, I'm here to do a job, and he does a job and has never let the Belfast down. I love this fella. Absolutely love him. I, yeah, yeah. I, I wish he could stay at the Belfast Giants forever, but, you know, he is now the elder statesman of the team, and he's very stoic about that as well. And, you know, he takes his responsibility for the Belfast Giants, really important. He's a role model now to so many younger Guards and boys, I'm, I'm really glad that he mentioned that there's a few guards playing as well because it's so important that there's no glass ceiling for guards in this game either. And we've got those NCAA games and all every year now. It's really important to, to that part of the fan base as well. Dicko speaks so well, so passionately about this club and this country, and he's just he's a pleasure to support. Simon, as a as a local ice hockey legend yourself, you know how important mm-hmm. is it to have that sort of local representation within the Belfast Giants and to have it in the persona of Andrew Dixon? He brought up a really good point. You know, again, there's there's a lot of people that have said down the lines that there's people players that don't get a chance. It's very very simple, and I've said this numerous times before. You'll get your chance, but if you're not good enough, you're not going to last. Hockey player is not just about being the talent. You've got to have it up here as well. 
you know, this is a professional league. It's not a development league. Deco has taken, I mean, again, not stepping on the ice until he was 17 years of age and then ended up, okay, Davies touched on it. He hasn't played a lot of games, but being at that club and this club for over 10 years now, you, you know, that's that's unbelievable because it, it, he's got the hardest position to play. You know, you think about, you know, many, I don't know, many, Davies will have the stats, so many guys, many teams, I think he's played, is it about 40 games overall, Davies? Yeah, not many, like. You know, but having to stand on that bench and be mentally ready to go in at any time during the game if there's an injury is not an easy thing to do. He's just texting me here now. Let's see if he's back. His phone died. So he's probably going to go back on here again now. Um, <laughs> come on and finish the show with us. If he, come, if he comes back, he comes Oh, no, here, hold on a minute. Yeah, oh, sorry, finish what you were saying, sis, because I, I think so, we might have somebody rejoined us in a second. Yeah, so I mean, the whole thing, I keep on forgetting the bird, we can't edit it anymore. <laughs> uh, sorry, Debbie or Polly. The, um, you know, he's got the hardest job to do. It's an incredibly hard job. And I, I can't praise the guy enough. I just think he's brilliant. It's just Davey says, I love him. I think Dick was one of the best guys that I've ever met in ice hockey. Um, unfortunately, I've only, I think I've only played a couple of practices with him before. Um, but you know he, he's underestimated himself. He's got guys that have played in the NHL that are going down on him and on breakaways and, and morning practices to basically win a bagel for for breakfast the next morning. And then there's nothing more. And I'm going to touch on it here in a minute with regards to that he you know with regarding to making a save on Adam Keith. He loves it. I'm going to ask him to make his back on. We'll bring him back in in a second because I can see that he's back in the room. He's, he's just waiting. But Joe, you were going to say something before I bring him back in. Just on then, that, you say things about him now and he can't answer. Do we bring him back in? So. <laughs> Just on that, uh, the thing we haven't talked about, whenever he gets the nod, his second full start for the Giants was in Paul Eddie's year, the championship year, 2013-14. He was in the pipes for a full three periods and we had a comeback win against the then Brayhead clan at the arena. I've never heard the place go as crazy. I've never seen the boys so delighted for a player. So don't forget that when called upon, the man will win you games like... Go on then, Andrew. Tell us about that comeback win against the Brayhead clan. You're bound to remember it. Turn your phone down. Uh, I remember going three, three goals down. Sorry, I remember. The, uh, <laughs> we, had, we, had a, we actually had a really good team that year. So um, that was actually, I'll tell you a wee story. The, um, I remember, obviously, we were on that big run. Remember, we, it was something like, uh, I need to turn my phone around. Nice. There you go. It was something like um, I don't know. Remember we went on that like big mad winning streak for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then they, Paul didn't want to give that up. He didn't want to give up the winning streak, so he wouldn't play me basically. Um, so they were getting like the boys were kind of you know armed to play me. And then it comes to like a Friday and wherever it was, and uh, I get we get back in. It was in Dundonald. We get back in the room, and uh, I think it was Colin Shields. He's like, here, Paul wants wants to speak to you. And I was like, oh, okay, right. And Paul never really speaks to me, like, unless he needs to. <laughs> so I was like, all right, okay. So I go uh, I go in, I'm, like, kind of like, a little nervous, a little excited, and uh, knock on the door in Dundall. Paul, are you looking for me? He's like, oh, Dicko, yeah, yeah. Are you doing coffees after practice? And like, because I used to be in the coffee shop. It's like, yeah, I'll make your coffee, Paul. And I didn't start for, like, another two weeks after that. So... <laughs> But I think we're <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a man. 
But yeah, I'm, go, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not slagging Paul Ailey, don't get me wrong, I'm really not. He, uh, no, you are. Uh, he gave me like, one, of, one of my first starts, or whatever, he gave me three of them, I think, actually, that year, so I, I was very chuffed. Um, but, um, yeah, I, thought, I don't know, Colin Chins loves that story. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go, I just want to cover a couple of things, just just literally touching on that, you you talked about the three games that you played or whatever it was for when Eddie was there. Have you a game that sticks in your head as as your best game that you played or the most memorable game for that you've played? Yeah, and it's a loss. Um, I remember it was um, Kevin Westgarf's first game in the Odyssey and the place was pretty busy and Murph blew his groin, like, I don't know, 30 seconds into the game and then you have my hat on you when I got to the bench. So I went in, played that game. We won that game, so that was good. Um, then we played in Cardiff the next night in the tent, like, and it is a tent. It's about the size of my bedroom. That place. If you've never been there, <laughs> it's like it's like, it's like if you, if you can beat Manchester. The same as Manchester, and uh, the, um, without, without the solid walls. Man, yeah, Manchester's uh, less canvassy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't. There's no danger of it blown over. But um, <laughs> it was it, it was a tough game, and uh, we actually lost. But I actually thought I played pretty well that night. Um, and I was quite disappointed that we lost, obviously. But you know, I remember making a couple of big saves. And I don't know. To be honest with you, you'd think that you would remember more, but um, I don't. I don't really remember too much. Um, they say goalies have that like short memory thing, which is kind of important, you know, for both ways. You know, so if you have a bad performance, you forget about it quick. But if you have a good performance, you equally forget about it quick. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Um, either that or it's just because I haven't played in a while. But um, so also you, also you forget about how quick those pucks come at you. So you, know, you don't remember <laughs> that and you go back and go. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't remember when it hits you in the throat. But yeah. But but no, no, I don't know. Like any, it sounds real, real, you know, uh, cheesy and cliche. But you know, any time you can get out and play in front of the home fans, it's actually usually pretty special. Um, as long as you do all right. I remember one time having a disaster with game. I was like against Edinburgh. That was pretty bad for the other reason as well. But uh, whatever, you know, it's over now. So um, as you said, hopefully, you know, there's at least a couple more before we're done. Um, to take in, you know, take into retirement, but you know that's, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to look back, and I'm, I'm not too much for looking back and talking myself up, despite what people might think. But yeah, Deco, again, just one thing. It's a two point question to finish us off here. Uh, you know, you were a teammate of Adam. Um, I mean, the chirping that the two years do together is just epic. Um, obviously, you've seen him as a coach as well. So I wanted you to ask you. You know, he's been in there in his position for well, technically four years. Um, what, what ways he changed um, from you know from the player to the coach? And the second part of the question to finish it off is is about the you know the, the banter that you have with regards to shootouts at the end of practice because there's, there's nobody you try harder than to keep that puck out and then against Adam. Yeah, um, well, first point, you know, about that change, and it is tough to change from being a player to a coach because there's times where you need to be a little tougher on guys. You can't be everyone's best friend. You have to make tough decisions. And I've seen coaches in the past, not just in Belfast, struggle with that. Um, they, they try to be one of the boys. That doesn't work, you know. So 
And then one thing I was, I actually kind of asked him about it one time. I think I was out golfing with him during, you know, after once we were out back out in the pandemic. And I was kind of asking him what the crack was and, you know, if there was any coaches he kind of based on. And and uh, he sort of said that, you know, if you try and be genuine, you know, and have your own, bring your own sort of personality to it, it tends to come across more genuine. He said that, you know, he had coaches who were, you know, real hard-ass coaches is what you call it in the NHL. Hard on guys, uh, I don't know, someone like, um, what do you call a guy, one for the Rangers, Iron Mike, what's Iron Mike's name? Anyway, um, that's the one, yeah. Um, you know, guys, some guys loved him, but, you know, so if you're a coach, you can't just steal someone else's style because it comes across as not genuine um, or you can't be too soft. So I think he's done a real good job. The first year, you know, he had a younger team. Um, so he he was still he still had a lot of guys in the team who he played with before, and I think that's tough as well. Now he's really only got me, Garce, and Wiss, who he's played with. Um, and with me and Garce, you know, we've sort of been there long enough, and you know, seen what he's done for the organisation that you know that we respect him. Um, so the other guys, you know, he just has to do his own thing with them, and I think he's done a fantastic job. Don't tell him I said this, but, you know, for someone who I, I used to rip into so much about having zero talent on the ice, he he is he has switched on. He has a hockey brain, you know. Um, you know, he's someone who in his career made a career out of, you know, going into the dirty areas on the ice, having to fight, you know, and, you know, being one of those guys. And he knows the game inside out. And it, it kind of surprised me a little bit about how technically aware he was. So, you know, he'll only get better as he gets more experience. Um, obviously, we know his connection with Sheldon, you know, with the Leafs and stuff, but don't get me wrong, he's definitely not being, you know, Sheldon's not holding his hand, Kiefer's doing his own thing, and he would want to do his own thing. You would know that by his personality if you know him. Um, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Um, and that's why he's sort of, it won't take long for the guys to come around and play for him because they sort of know what he's done. Um, and once they get to know him, they'll know how much this organization means to him. Um, so, yeah, that's the first point. What was the second point you asked me? I can't even remember. Shootout. The shootout. The right shootout at the end of practices. That you oh, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bagel boy and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, is this here, it's a bit of a confession, but that's good for the players, you know, as well. That if you can if you can make the coach lose, they love it, you know. And it's one that's saving them a little bit of money, but it's the same for every coach. The same with Doug Christensen, same Paul A. If he ever done it, and big, extremely the same with Derek Walser. Try and make them lose. Try and make them. You, you feel like you're winning one over, you know. And it's good for the dressing room. It's good for the morale. Um, and equally, if I'm having a bad shot, they love it. So they do. They love watching me crush. <laughs> I hate it. Like I don't want to pull my hair out, but they love it. So you know, it's uh, it's twofold. Um, and if uh, you seen it earlier, like Besco was definitely going a lot easier when it got down to the last couple on the players because we want to bring it down to Mace and Stewie whenever he's about as well. So or we'll be still, guys, the way they were going, we're probably going to still be sitting in practice. No, oh, I know the uh, poor keeper, but no, the uh, that's revenge, man. I was giving off to him and that skate for the fans. Haven't played for 18 months, he puts me in a shout. Oh, cheers, mate. Right. So, <laughs> so we've had, we've had a few more bagels before the end of the year, hopefully. But um, 
you know, you know, when you're saying about the uh, banner, it's the same thing. You know, you have to. I have to know where my line is. You know, with him being, you know, a friend basically, which he is, um, and a coach. You know, I can't rip the piss around the gut there either. You know, um, and I wouldn't want to, um, and he wouldn't let you either. So. No, the banner is is good, and he's good for it. And, you know, he was, he was a fun guy as a player, and he gets what it's like. You know, so it works really well. Um, and obviously, his success, our success. So you know, it all comes together. Deco, listen, we could sit here and listen, listen you tell stories for hours on end. Maybe we love having you on this show, and I do as much as we love to see you on the ice from a personal point of view. I also love seeing you or listening to you when you're next to that man, Mr. Kitchen, on commentary. It's always really, really entertaining. You give some really good insight into the game with the game on Friday just around the corner. And given the, the last 18 months and that last, you know, that last game we were supposed to have, that last game we did have, and, and the amount of time we've waited. More so for the guys like yourself, gosh, maybe even Darcy, you know, the, the, um, Besco, uh, Kiefer, Mace, you know, the guys who know what it's like to be in that uh, that SSE arena when, when when it's game time. How how excited are the guys to get out on the ice once again, given the last eighteen months we've had? Yeah, well, I would argue that those guys who played in the stream series, if you ask them, what it was like playing in front of empty arenas. Basically playing for a pot or like a, a stream, which you, you don't get any feedback, you know, no home advantage or anything like that there. Um, and with everything that we've been through and, you know, people who have, you know, you know, hopefully there's not too many of the Belfast fan base, you know, who, who have been badly affected by, you know, the COVID-19. But it's going to be, it's going to be probably quite emotional for some people. I mean, this, you know, the hockey world kind of, it's very tight, very tight knit. Um, people really bond well together. Um you see people like Ethan McLean, you know, that kid hasn't been out in basically a year and a half. You know, he's been stuck in the house. Um, so I don't know if he can come to the game or not. Uh, and if he's on the web, if he's watched on the webcast, then we know that. And, you know, or, or we'll, we'll still be playing hard for him, but it'll be amazing to get back in front of the fans. And so much has changed, you know, since 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 we last were out there. People have had kids, people have, you know, got together and got married and things like that there. So it's going to be nice to see what, you know, the Giants family have sort of come or grown into. And I know there's lots of people have messaged me um, saying they can't wait to get back. And I think for those guys who haven't played here before, they're going to get a good surprise. Hopefully, I don't know what way it works with the um, with the ticket numbers or the seating numbers. Hopefully, we're allowed as many in as possible and we get a good crowd because, um, it's going to be it's going to be very fun getting back. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to it as much as I am. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Well, listen, we hope you get a, a few starts and a few bit of ice time this season. We really do. We look forward to that time. And listen, thanks once again for joining us. We love having you on. Yeah, no problem at all, boys. Um, I'll catch you all at the arena on Friday. Cheers, Dicko. Top top man. Listen, I say we could we could have him on this show for hours on end. He tells some great stories. He's just a just a really nice guy to be around. Really positive attitude to his own career. Really positive attitude to the team, to the fan base. Is exactly the sort of guy you want at the Belfast Giants. So big thank you to Andrew Dixon for that. Lads, we've got a, just a couple of more things to do before we finish up this week's show. Uh, fixtures ahead. We have that game finally. It's been eighteen months. Well, on Friday night at 7pm, your Belfast Giants return to action at the SSE Arena against Omar Pasha's Dundee Star. 7pm, 
get yourself down there. More tickets, tickets have been released today based on the uh, announcement today by the, uh, the Northern Ireland executive that you, there's no more social distancing in indoor theatres and indoor events like that. So more tickets are available. If you haven't got one, get yourself down. This is the first game the Belfast Giants have played at home in 18 months. This is a big deal. We've all missed this game. We're all really looking forward to it. I can't wait to get home to it. And you know, to go up against Omar Pasha's stars, we've got a real good chance here to sort of get ourselves in a strong position in this Challenge Cup group. But that's, I think that to me, that's by the by. To me, I'm just looking forward to seeing those boys out on that ice and playing again. 7 p.m. Friday uh, on Giants TV. I'm going to talk about the other game in a second, but Davey, you're heading back for it as well. How important is this game? How much are you looking forward to this game on Friday night? A bit of goosebumps there, Pally, just listening to you actually articulate that this is actually happening. You know, there was a long mm-hmm. time there. When would this happen? When would the executive, you know, I'm, I'm sure Joel, possibly even more than any of us, works in an industry where you know, he's been desperate for it to reopen. And this is, you know, green shoots that we always talk about. I think maybe the, the first podcast of every season has been called like green shoots or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> those, those green shoots are, are starting to appear now and, and hopefully people can come back in a safe safe way. You know, COVID's still out there. We always have to be careful, you know, double jabbed. And if you if you can, you know, and that's, I'm not advocating for or against. It's people's personal decision. But if, if people want to, get life back to normal it seems the sensible thing to do is get yourself vaccinated against this terrible disease but um look back to hockey lads this friday night seven o'clock as you say patty you know that puck's oh, gonna drop and, and we know no matter how many people are in our barn go to the 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 continental cup final from a couple of seasons ago there when it wasn't a huge crowd but i had never heard it as noisy and i'm hoping friday night seven o'clock it's going to almost replicate that i know it's not a cup final but it's it's like a cup final to us because it's coming home again and it's it's, it's great to be back on the Odyssey and it's, it's going to be great to see the teams getting back out of that home dressing room and on the ice. Says, I'm going to give you the last word here because I'm going to go to Joel next. You know, from you, Davy, uh, Davy mentioned you. Obviously, your role within hospitality Ulster. It's been very difficult to try to find that way to or try to influence to a way that we can get back to some sort of normality. You, know, me and Davy, we live over here in England. There's been a level of the, the restrictions have been lifted for quite a while, and there is that level of normality around us right now. But back home, back home with you guys in, in Belfast, it's not been like that. We are getting to that, and. Tomorrow, or sorry, Friday, the uh, the Belfast Giants have an opportunity to get a larger crowd in that SSE arena straight away. I think it's a, a sort of landmark moment in the past eighteen months, to be honest. You know, and uh, you know, personal context to that is that I'm very, very conscious of of the danger that that COVID, you know, uh, that COVID poses to everyone. Uh, you know, I, I stayed in during lockdown. I wear my mask in the shop. I'm quite happily double vaccinated, and, and I'd be happy to tell anybody that I am and the reasons why. Um, so, it, you know, it's it's very easy to have the opinion that uh, because we advocate for the hospitality industry that we don't care about the, the health impact of, of COVID. But it's at the point now where, you know, you look around, we're playing every hand that we've got where the vaccination rollout is what it is. It's something that apparently we're going to have to live with. And it just seems that it's time now looking around the rest of the UK and Ireland and further afield as well, that it's time to try and get our lives back a wee bit nobody wants to be in this mess and everybody wants their lives back and, and i think that's just where we're at and i think if you look the 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 contrast and imagery between looking at that arena as a mass vaccination center 
and that's where I got my first and second jobs and, and I was completely unprepared for how emotional it felt to walk into a place that I have so many happy memories tied to with my friends and with you guys and with the team um, and to walk back into that then a couple of months down the line and see that ice on the floor and see Teal Jersey's queuing up to get in it was a, it was a real moment uh, a real moment that, that I kind of dreamed about during the lockdowns I'm like one day we will get to this one day we'll arrive at this and we'll know that we're on our way out whatever else we've got challenges to face but um, I just think it's incredibly special I think this club uh, Belfast needs this club this club needs Belfast uh, a lot of people need it now maybe more than they ever had uh, and I, I can only echo Davey I think it's going to be a very very special night and, and get yourself down get into the mix and I've also just realised that it's probably the, four, the first time that the four of us will be, have been together at the same time since the playoffs in 2019 yeah no, that's actually a good shout that and if there's one thing to be said about new things opening up and restrictions lifting up again is that we'll not really have to listen to your dad and Nolan again um, <laughs> listen I agree I agree can he escape the man it seems to be a weekly thing he's getting his own show he's on there more than Jim Allister so listen you've just said the one word we're not allowed to say on this show <laughs> the, uh, that's very true Jim Allister so, <laughs> so Jim, Jim Allister, the uh, the uh, sorry says come back to yourself. Now, obviously, you know, you've put a lot of hard work over the last number. Of weeks. We spoke last week about your new role within the organisation. You know exactly the amount of work that's going on behind the scenes, building up to this first game back at the SSC Arena. And you yourself behind the mic, Giants TV, going to be preparing for this game. Uh, this game on on Friday. What are your thoughts coming in? You know, the game is the game, but what are your thoughts coming back? You know, I was doing the maths earlier on and I'm doing my homework on Dundee and, and even our own team, you know, obviously we know the players that have come in, but I need to look at their their stats to try and, you know, bring that. I don't want to talk about pizza and chicken all night. Um, you know, I want to bring across the 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 facts for the team. I know Davey's going to be with me on, on Friday night, which I'm really looking forward to. And I'm sure Patty and Joel will be there too, but, you know, we're not allowed to, as long as they're holding a pint of Heineken, official sponsor, um, we'll be with Benny. <laughs> The um, you know, it's 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 584 days on Friday since our last game. Um, I mean that's just, you know, it's just incredible when you think about you know what's happened in between times. And um, I'm actually I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. You know, it's it's been far too long, and you know I've spent I'm lucky enough to spend a hell of a lot of with with Jasmine. Um, you know, we we spent more or less the first year of of, of lockdown and then all oh, okay, there was an old, a few blips in between, but we just more or less spent the, the whole year together and and that's something that I can never, you know, never forget and, and you know, going to work every single day. Um and you know, Jazz is going to school, you don't get to spend that quality time with her. We had a laugh like for the whole, you know, the whole duration. I remember sitting at this ferry table playing dominoes, losing the dominoes, and the bet was whoever lost had to go with everything they had on to get into the hot tub, get in, roll over, and get back out again. And I lost um, on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon, you know, after she did her school work. And um, but getting back to the, the most important thing, the hockey, it's it's incredible that we've got it back. It's something that we're not going to be able, you know, we can't take this for granted. I know the face-offs at that seven or five past seven, whenever it is, but I'm going to try and put out now um, for as many people as possible to be in their seat for 620. Um, we've got a warm-up starting at 620. The boys will be coming out onto the ice for the first time in front of our fans that are in a competitive fixture. And I think that everybody, as humanly possible, should get to the arena early, be in your seat for 620, 
and welcome your team on the ice. Um, I think that would be absolutely incredible. I know that, that a lot of the Jazz fans were in place for Dundee. Uh, they were waiting for the team to come out, and there was a big cheer as soon as they came out. But see if we could get a cheer along the, the, the same sort of, of um, decibels as, as what David touched on from the Continental Cup for our team coming out on Friday night. That would just be unbelievable. So, you know, if, if, if we can, you know, it's a, it's a big thing. I know Adam is really, really looking forward to it. I know the players are looking forward to it. The staff at the arena are knocking their pan in to get everything put in place. Um, you know, there's there's so much. You know, we, we talk about, you know, the restrictions being lifted there last night when the announcement was. And obviously, you know, it, it was at, what time was it last night, Joel? It was 9 o'clock or something. So, you know, yeah. if it was 9 o'clock last night, we couldn't do anything about that for an hour, 12 hours until we get back in the arena and the office had opened and everything's getting to work. You know, putting everything in place to know that there's a potential of six, maybe six and a half, seven thousand people being in the arena on Saturday night. It's not something that can happen overnight. So, you know, hopefully we can get as many people in as possible safely, make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing and following the instructions of the staff. Um, that's vitally important because to make this work, we need the public and we need the fans to help. So hopefully we can do that um, and we can make this a huge success because, as I say, nearly 600 days being out of that building is far, far too long. Well said. There's nothing more to add to that. The Belfast Giants will face the Dundee Stars at 7pm. Get yourself in your seat for 6.20 on Friday night at the SSE Arena. If you cannot make it down there, and I don't know why you can't, maybe everybody has a reason, but if you can't make it down there, you can join season. Is Davey, Davey joining you, is he? Looking forward to it, and I'm sure Mr. you'll McGimsey. be on at some point as well. Mr. Kitchen and Mr. McGimsey on Giants TV. The return fixture will be on Sunday, 5 p.m. in Dundee at the Dundee Ice, Ice Arena. And you'll, if you're not making a trip over for Sunday at 5 p.m., you can catch that on Dundee Stars TV. Any other business, gentlemen? Anything? No? No. I think just no. to pick up really quickly on what Sis said, the staff... Uh, and obviously a big high turnover over the past kind of year and a half. A lot has changed, a lot of new faces um, and a lot of people learning a lot of things as they go as well. Um, I think the staff at the arena, uh, be it the operational side, be it the, the Giants match day, the Giants backroom, uh, the Odyssey Trust staff up and down, I think they have worked themselves to the bone to make this happen, the rebrand, as says, says that the operational stuff to get the game in place. And I think it's uh, it's probably taken for granted, to be honest, just the amount of, uh, of long hours, late nights and, uh, and sort of learning on the job as they go trying to put this thing on um i'm i'm certainly grateful for the people that are in that building um and i, and I think they've done an absolutely smashing job and, and i don't think the show would be happening without them to be honest it wouldn't you're absolutely right Joel. sorry patty you're 100 right you know i see glover going out here at, you know right about eight o'clock in the morning some nights he's not home the after nine um you know tasks exactly the same <laughs> you know the amount of hours that he's been putting in over the last month is just unbelievable um, you know, he really, he's just a perfectionist. Um, and I know that he, you know, it's, it's not easy. And you know, he's getting on a bit like, um, so, you know, it, I know it's not easy for him, but, uh, you know, the amount of hours that he does and he just wants to make sure everything's in place. And, and, um, you know, again, the, the operational side, see David Lamont and Lisa and, and Claire Cosgrave, Glover, as I've mentioned as well, all the guys, the electricians, it's just a massive, massive, massive team effort. You, you don't realise what goes on behind the scenes. I, I'll be honest, I genuinely never realised. And, and okay, I'm in 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm officially on uh, within the organisation now. Um, but you know, you just don't realise that the the glue that's got to be put together to put something like this on, um, and they do it, you know, better than anybody else. It's that simple. Um, so you know, it's a massive shout out to the arena, uh, the Odyssey Trust, the obviously the, all the staff at the arena as well, because you know, Friday night come along. I'm, I'm sure we're all agree to it. We just can't wait for this. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big arena to try to run a run a, just a, a show like this. It takes a lot of people to do it, but everybody digs in. And, and also a big shout for the the brand new website. I think looks fantastic. I know that like yourself, Joe and Davey, and all were, were involved in, in getting that and helping and put that out. I think you know, it, it, I think it looks fantastic. It, it, the new branding on it, the new look to it. I think it's all all part of something that you know. Funny that, uh, that Dicko said earlier on. There's a new feel to this organization. There's a fresh feel to this organization, and hopefully, you know, we'll become back in with two points against the Dundee Stars on Friday night and with that gentlemen I think we'll wrap things up um, as I said the games on game on Friday night 7pm get yourself in your seat for 6.20 don't let Mr Kitchen down get yourself in your seat for 6.20 and uh, and see those guys under the ice for warm up at the SSE Arena if you can't be there Giants TV will take you through the entire game uh, and then on Sunday 5pm Dundee Stars against the Belfast Giants the return fixture back on Tayside and uh, you can catch that if you're not going over there with the guys on Dundee Stars TV. Big thanks to Jeff Mason, Kieran Long, Jordan Boucher, and of course to Andrew Dixon for his time. Um, you can catch us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. You can catch us on YouTube. Hello, if you're watching on YouTube, which is, we'll see how long this goes. Actually, quite a good platform. Quite enjoying the way we put some of the videos and stuff on. If you've not watched it on YouTube, give it a go. You can catch us. Just type AVFTB into into YouTube. Uh, Kingdomofthegiants.com, Twitter at AVFTB, Facebook as well. We're all over the place. Might even get a bit of Instagram going, Davey. Nice. Bye -bye. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, good to see you here. Good to see you on the screen. Looking forward to seeing you Friday. Likewise. Thanks, boys. And you, buddy. Davey, go. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on A View From The Bridge. Podcast Network.